So the problem I have with this movie is that it does make me feel quite old. (laughs) Just watching it again after several years. Because the first time I saw this movie, I could have been going to a frat party. So you no longer identify with Zephron? No. No, I'm fully on the side of Seth Rogen now, which is not necessarily a good side to be on. I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. A podcast where we watch most of the movies in our library. Every, every movie Ah, uh, there library. you go with your honesty again. W- listen. Well, we did watch it. We did watch it. We did, a, we did a bad thing. We did a bad thing. We did a skip. We watch all the movies in our library in alphabetical order from... Oh, A to Z. You know the spiel. Yes. You're listening to the podcast. You know who we are. Hopefully this isn't the first episode, because that might be really confusing. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a movie podcast and we're married. That's... That's, that's it. That's, that's the show. That's the show. Bye, everyone. We And we own most of the movies that we talk about, with the exception of oh a few special Oh my episodes. gosh! <laughs> Do you want me to type it all up so you can read it like Some, a disclaimer? I'm just saying sometimes we stray from the premise a little bit. I'm going to need you to speed it up, And this though. is kind of one of those. Like, how, how you know, like the whole piracy thing back in the day? Or, oh, like, or like or like, a car, or like car commercials on the radio? Yeah, like that. Like the... Disclaimer. Not all of the movies that John and Bethany covered in the podcast are, in fact, in their library. And some of them are special occasion. Yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I do it? I kind of did. You did great. It, it was beautiful. What did we watch this time? Two of them, kind of. Okay. Well, the first failed one was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. I wouldn't call that a failed one. I would just no. We did watch it. We did watch. Because we did watch it. We have nothing to say. We in fact enjoyed it. I it's would say sort of funny. It is. It when you when you consider when you look at it and consider how influential it was, it is. It's important. Sure. Everyone has already done it to death. I felt like we had nothing new to say about it. Though I did use the excuse to just pick and choose a bunch of sketches afterwards. I liked the concept better than the execution. I like when they do finally bring it all together at the end. The, 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 The cops coming out and arresting them is very satisfying. It's clever enough, but some of the jokes just don't hit. I mean, my first exposure to Monty Python was at a Boy Scout summer camp where one of the uh, kids who was in the campsite with me did recite the entirety, not recite exactly, but did uh, just go through all of the sketches and explain what what happened. And then I came home insisting, hey, we have to rent this movie, Mom and Dad. Oof. That, do, you re- do you remember renting things? Do you re- I wow. do. I remember going to the video store and picking out a VHS. I remember looking at all the cool-looking snacks and then being told I couldn't have any of them. We don't have a... V- yes, same. We don't have a VHS in our house, I don't think. Not here, no. No. Like, Those all died. Cause, like, well, because we were on that cusp of VHS to DVD transition, so most of the movies that we actually like, we got on DVD. Exactly. And now, I think I do... There are, like, a bunch of Star Wars VHSs at my house for all, like... But you don't need them now. I don't need them now because I bought the Star Wars DVDs. And now even more so because I subscribe to Disney+. Plus. The only thing that VHS would be useful for now, 
was when you used to record all the episodes of something, you wouldn't have to stream shit. You could just pop in the VHS, season two. Yeah, but then Deep you had Space to Space Nine. You had to forward through the commercials. Don't even <laughs> when you say Deep Space Nine, it makes me think you're eventually going to watch it with me, and it makes me mm. sad because you're not, <laughs> and you know that you're not. I'm just telling you, you would really like Nano Visitor's character. Kira is great. So is Dax. <sighs> what could have been if that show had been made 15 years later, even? Okay. 25 years later, even. Let's be honest. <sighs> okay. It's a good show. You should watch it with me. You watched okay. all of Battlestar Galactica. That Listen, was good, though. What? That was pretty good. Yeah. I was surprised. It was shocking. I mean, you like Ronald D. Moore shows. You do. You like For All Mankind. You like the first three seasons of Outlander. <laughs> it's a noticeable shift after You like that. Battlestar Galactica. I'm telling you, if we spent do some time... Do you think that's what happened with the fourth season? Like, the different... I don't know. But maybe he was maybe he was just like I gotta focus all my effort on for all eh, mankind. Has more to do with the writing though, doesn't it? But friends, we did not come to you talk to you about the many badass blondes in space of the Ronald D. Moore oeuvre. No, we did not. Kara Thrace and Tracy Stevens. Okay. To be clear, um, we came to talk about not the first movie that we watched closing out the M's, but the next movie that we watched which starts out the ends and that is neighbors a rose burn vehicle no i wish kind of yeah it it should be i don't think so uh i think it should be i think okay i think it would be better if it had a hundred percent more rose burn you know and about 40 percent less seth rogan he wasn't bad and 60 percent less ike baron holtz he was in that movie yeah. As who? The best friend. Oh, uh, well that... Mm. 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 Rose... Do you not like him? Uh, do I not like Ike Barinholtz? I like Ike Barinholtz. I don't like the character that he played in this movie. Mm, okay. <laughs> Seth Rogen's movies tend to always have a character who's like Seth Rogen, but worse. Woof. That's so mean. Am I wrong, though? Seth Rogen's character... I'm just saying, if Seth Rogen's character has his life pretty together, which I would argue that he pretty much does in this one, he has to have a friend who absolutely does Mm -hmm. not, whose life is in, like, some level of falling apart. And in the past, that has been his friend and acknowledged uh, person who sleeps with and flirts with underage women, James Franco. Why is it always like that? Like, why are men friends always, like... Worse or better? Like, I hate the duo where it's, like, one person's better than the other. But, like, in women friendships in, like, media in recent years, I feel like they're kind of equal. Like, the best friend isn't... Best friend isn't, like, to showcase, like, how good or awful the other person is. They're just kind of, like, an extra character. I mean, I think it's just kind of... We've been watching better stuff. But I feel like we're also moving away from the one singular, like, main character thing, too. Oh, well, absolutely. Just mostly thinking about, like... For all mankind. <laughs> I'm also thinking about for all mankind. I am I am also thinking about 
Tracy and Karen. But anyway, let's go back <laughs> to the Who are best neighbors. friends who have different flaws and make each other better. So this is a dated film because it has Zephron in it, and we all know he's not doing anything now. Yes, he is, and you know that. <laughs> what is he doing? Can he you was, name it? He was in that Harmony Corinne film like two Ooh. years ago with Matthew McConaughey. Beach Bum? The Beach Bum? We need to watch that at oh, some point. Oh, yeah, we have not watched that. He, was, he played Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm pretty sure. Like... If I have to hear about one more serial killer movie, you you, you do. You'll have to you'll have to keep forever. hearing about them forever. I just like normal murder. Listen, Why do we have to have serial killers? I'm just saying. Next thing you know, I'm gonna buy Zodiac so that we have to we have to cover it. Zodiac <laughs> made me like hate Hurdy Gurdy Man. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> Maybe it's just a bad song to begin with. <laughs> Maybe it's always inspired murders, and that's why Leave there's been an increase Donovan in murders. Alone, <laughs> they were doing their with, best. He goes with that Simon and Garfunkel duo in the trash bin. Do not, <laughs> do not. <laughs> this is this is one of those episodes we're dancing around where them. we're gonna spend twenty minutes trying not to okay, talk well, about the movie. Okay, you're talking about. Seth Rogen. And Rose Byrne. Yeah. Okay. So they're the older people. And then you have the younger people. But it's not super convincing, right? Because Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, they're like, they they feel to me like at the tippy top of their 30s. But like, if you were going to set this now, they'd probably be a little younger. You know what I mean? Like, they, they look young, but they don't play very young in this movie. Like well, you but can't I mean, quite... they're supposed to play like they're at the end of their youth. They've just had a baby. They've settled down. Yes, they make but... sense for that age to me. Mm. I, I don't know. Just among our friends, trend... I still know people who would be able to fit in at a, at a uh, frat party no problem. And they're older than me. You know? Yeah, it's about the vibes. not. It's about the vibes. Yeah, and your outfit. Like, you can't blatantly. Mm-hmm. You can fit in. I I could probably fit in. <laughs> I, could, I could do okay. Maybe. The nice thing about the beard is, like, it makes my age a mystery. Yeah, the problem is it ages me, too. Like, whenever I'm sitting with you at a restaurant and they come by, they never ask for my ID, but if I'm, like, separate or something, or with a group. (laughs) Or if I'm wearing a mask. Or if you're wearing a mask, it becomes questionable. (laughs) Okay, basic concept. Couple moves into a nice neighborhood, has baby. They have had the baby at the beginning of it. And they feel like there's there's a there's a scene at the beginning before the neighbor the titular neighbors move in, <laughs> where their friend, Ike Barinholtz's ex wife, um, tries to get them to come to a rave, and they try to, and then they're like, well, you know what, we could just bring the baby with us. Just that that one is funny. That's so stupid. It does make me think of like when we're trying to fir- the first few times we like traveled with the dogs, we're like, well, what do we need to bring? Right. What- yeah. <laughs> And they fall as- they fall asleep, and by the time they wake up, the rave's already over. That that part is relatable. I feel like that would happen to me if I waited too long to go somewhere. Hell, I feel like that is already happening to me. Like as people are starting to hang out and party more, I'm getting tired earlier. It has happened like two weekends in a row at this point, and I'm just not ready for, to confront what that means for me. Oh, you're old. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So that means no. But anyway, so then these neighbors move in, which okay, is it typical to have a frat house off a of frat row? Yes. Is that a thing? 
Okay, so not all universities have an established frat row. So this is like a community college. No, no, it's implied to be like a pretty decent university. Like, I think the implication is that it's but like this is not a good UCLA frat, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. So frats that haven't like been established long enough or like frats that are new will get houses off campus. Mm. Like, or, or, so they can or, poach out a spot on the row. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like, or like some frats that like, aren't quite normal frats but still want to do frat like things we'll do it like i know the band frat at tech had a uh, had a house in okay in home park let me tell you i don't understand this trend with band frats because my roommates were in like a band frat slash sorority i think it was the same thing but they like split it down i don't know yeah it's like a co-ed fr- it was weird well i've seen band band frats there's there's like there's like a, a band sorority and a band frat that are Essentially the same organization, but use different letters. So, I don't understand. Like, we should... Greek life is stupid. But, like, the idea of Greek, Greek life should be, like, to get people from all different parts of the school But together. that's not what happens. Yeah, that's not what happens. I've no, been, Greek life is just I've segregation institute. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. This, this movie attempts to rectify that by having one of the main frat members be a black kid. Just one. Just one. Just one. No, no, no Asian. It's him, Descent. Zac Efron, <laughs> Dave Franco, the kid from Submarine, and uh, Craig, what's his name? That That's the one. And Christopher Mintz-Plass from Superbad and Kick-Ass. Yeah, the guy who looks like he like smoked a lot of weed. Yes. Yeah. And who the re- running joke is that he just has a, 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 a huge bading-dong. Just, yeah, a, just, just a, a, a giant it's one. A, it's it's, it's it is a comedies. Seth it is a Seth Rogen comedy. There it's be fine. there it be happens. dick jokes everywhere. Yes, I will say there are some. It's it is well plotted. It's it's I think it's under a hundred minutes. It's like ninety six yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. That this thing goes. Mm-hmm. It just rockets through. It establishes the conflict early on. It has a lot of really good and wonderful bits like. I like uh, basically conflict. Frat lives next door. They can't sleep. They can't sleep while they're around. And even when and even though the frat asked them to call them, they ignored their calls one night. The cops get called. A war of pranks ensues. With the effort slowly escalating more and more, with the effort to kick them off. It's your basic well, shenanigans comedy movie premise. Yeah, but also the frat boys invited them to one party. After they knocked on their door saying it was too loud. And that was, like, the pure, like, comedic genius right there. It's like, I could totally see a frat doing that. Like, just to get people off their back or, like, someone they didn't like or something. Be like, like, come to one of our parties. Pretend you're one of us. And then completely just, like, demolish them. It kind of is how frats do, though. Yeah. Come, join, be welcomed here. Mm -hmm. We're going to break you down completely psychologically. (laughs) I'm not an elephant. Man, um, I will say they ha- they're the the best. I think my favorite joke in this movie is the De Niro party. Yeah, <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? It's the wrong movie. That's not even the right movie. And the and the one black member is like, oh no, I'm Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and then does the Pulp Fiction that speech is... while everyone else is? No, that is funny. That's actually perfect to me. Um, 
But boy, it it kind of just demonstrates. I'm, I don't know. At one point, it kind of becomes a psychological thriller a little bit. What? When? Zac Efron plays it sinister toward the very end. Kind of. When when he's like, when he like kind of threatens their daughter a little bit, and when he does, and the uh, the airbag stuff too. I don't know. Oh yeah, true. And then there is you know the fight scene with a conveniently placed trampoline later on. <laughs> <laughs> it's. This is a movie that is fun to watch when you don't want to put any effort into watching a movie. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Like, it's something that you can put on in the background. You, you, The plot is not hard to follow. But I will genuinely posit that, like, the best parts of this movie are Roseburn and... I bet you can, bet you can think of the other one. Franco. No, Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah. Franco, Franco in a close third, though. Dave Franco in a close third. Because, I don't know. I just didn't... I know that the entire thing with Zac Efron's character is he's supposed to be relatable because he's just a dumb slacker stoner. It's just... Eh. 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 He's fine. He's fine. Well, I don't think anyone's supposed to be relatable. Well, I don't know. The parents felt really... (laughs) Really different this time. Honestly, when I was in college, some of the college students felt kind of relatable, too. But, like, in a... Yes, I also want this to be the best time of my life in a having fun kind of way, you know? Not in a... This is the only thing that matters to me. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, didn't he say that he wasn't doing well (laughs) at school or something? Oh, yeah, because all he was doing was partying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Dave Franco's the only one who goes to class. But I'm sure all their girlfriends were... Oh, yeah, Dave Fra- He was like... He was like, hey, I'm actually learning stuff. And didn't he get the, um... Internship or Yeah, the architecture job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just a job. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, only two of the female characters have, like, any sort of agency, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which... I didn't... I never watched the second movie, and I, but I understand that that's probably... Second movie? There's a sequel? You watched it. I remember I wa- watching you watch it. I walked in on you watching it sometime. It's the one with Chloe Moretz with the sorority. Oh, no. That one was actually funnier. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like we need to watch it now. Now, that's just my memories. I don't know if it was actually... Like, I, this has been years. I mean, Chloe Moretz is a comic force to be reckoned with, as we know from 30 Rock. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah, we should watch it now. Now yeah, I have a feeling. I think Kiersey Clemens is in it, too, and I like her a lot. I'll have to check it out. But... The, uh, yeah, no, only, only Rose Byrne's character has, like, a real arc of any kind. Like, I, arguably the ex-wife character who's... But what like, even is the arc, though? <sighs> I mean, they have a baby. They want, they want it to be quiet so the baby doesn't cry. I mean, I mean that's it. So her character, her character arc is, she becomes the mastermind. That's what I, that's what I really yeah. like about her character. Like, I think, I think that she's... Definitely the smartest one of the bunch. And the reason that everything they do fails is because of Seth Rogen and Ike Barinholtz. I think this is also the first time I heard her, like, real accent. <clears throat> yeah, no, I think so, too. Because I think she used it in this, and she did the internship later on. That came out later, and she had her real her real accent in that So they too. make, like, a joke about it while she's at the dean's office. Or, right? Dean's office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah. Why did she, she mistook it for something else. I have no idea. 
I don't know, because you know how things are called, like, different, like, the chancellor or something? Yeah. Like, she didn't realize she was in someone important's office. She was like, <laughs> I talked to the dean, and I don't know. She, like, yelled at him. Because the because ch- chancellor and dean are two different things in the... Yeah, because she didn't realize he was basically a chancellor. <laughs> I, I think she also is just consistently the funniest person on in the movie. Yeah, I mean... Like... Get him to the Greek. <laughs> oh, she's so good in Get Him to the Greek. This movie connects back to Get Him to the Greek in a fun yeah. way, too. Because they play the track that uh, Sergio plays when he's like, this is what the new shit is. <laughs> well, there, there's this... There's a, quite a few movies that kind of well, there's connect this back to it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, of course. But they're all in that, like, four or five year time span. Oh, yeah. Were they, well, because they were made by the same guy. Well, So it's the same director. On yeah. Get Him to the Greek. Yeah. As this one. So it would make sense that he would like recycle some elements a little bit. But Get Him to the Greek is genius. <laughs> and you, a treasure. You did not say that when we reviewed it on the show. <laughs> I think you've got your nostalgia goggles back on. Cool. This one, I mean, this is about as good as every other 90 minute comedy we've had on Yeah, here. yeah. I would say that like this and Game Night are like evenly well plotted and have like good ensembles. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm thinking about the the one the one dude in Game Night a lot though the the one who's in um Made for Love now as the as the te- as the tech guy oh yeah. yeah yeah I keep thinking about him for some reason because he, hmm. he he's the guy who I keep coming back to when I think about Game Night this is this is a I mean this is serves the same purpose in a way in that it is a caper comedy in some ways because there is like a plan that's being enacted. There are people at odds, and it it's just lower stakes, I would say, than your game nights, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I Well, think... I don't know. That was haunting that their property value was not really worth anything. I was like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> when the real estate agent was like, you can't sell this. <laughs> yeah, your property your your property value has completely tanked because yeah, there's a crap like, next door. <gasps> what if someone moves in next door and ruins my property value? <laughs> Oh, they're fine. They're fine. They're also not a frat, but they do party. Yeah, they haven't been partying much, though. They haven't party- been partying on the deck. <laughs> they used to a lot outside. Well, it's been really hot lately. Yeah, they don't talk to us because I think they know we're not kids. Yeah, they re- they're like, hmm, he has three different lawnmowers in his yard and only one of them works, but they're still there. He can't be a kid. <laughs> God, if I'm going to fix that lawnmower i gotta get a snack first though oh see so do you want to head to the concession stand hey alex you love harry potter right yeah want to listen to a new harry potter podcast no oh but sorted is not a harry potter podcast but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of harry potter cool. what does that mean it means we're gonna sort things ash ketchup's a slytherin Shrek's a Gryffindor. Your dog is a Hufflepuff. And all Ravenclaws are robots. Come check out Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. On the Pocket Podcast Network. I do just want to do a quick what didn't work, real quick. There are two instances of Ike Barinholt saying the N-word. Did not. Wasn't great then, not great great now. Not great now. I mean, I suppose Ike Barinholtz could pull a Chris Harrison and was like, well, was it bad in 2014 or is it bad now? No, it's always been bad. No, it's always been bad. 
that joke made me uncomfortable then. It makes me uncomfortable now. I did like him on the Mindy Project. Oh, I loved him on the Mindy Project. I think he's generally a pretty funny guy. I think, I think there is there. We were still on like the back end of yes, saying this is a transgressive act of free speech in comedy and very funny. And I'm like, listen, Lenny Bruce and George Carlin are dead, and it what may have been back then is just bad now. You know. Like, whatever. Also, don't love the gross-out comedy in this one. What? What's the gross-out comedy? Uh, well, specifically the uh, the milking scene hmm? with the uh, with the swollen prosthetic boobs. Oh. I mean, I guess it was a that's some real shit. Realistic right portrayal of pregnancy and so- of of From pregnancy and early motherhood in some ways. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just a coward. I mean, I kind of like that they went at it from a different angle, but then again, I don't know if we need that kind of vibes for like didn't, moms, you know? Didn't like, they get enough yeah. problems. Didn't like the giant prosthetic penis. Yeah, that was a little, a little bit dumb, much. Yeah, one instance of gross out comedy that did work for me was the condom wrapper. Was was the condom? Oh my the, the god, that was so funny. <laughs> And then, and Jason Mansukis is the doctor. Yeah. Jason Mansukis is a light in whatever he's in. He's like, your baby has AIDS. <laughs> it's how this could have gone. It's just incredible. Beautiful. Oh, man. I just want to watch stuff with Jason Mansukis in it now. Like, that's what we should do. What if, what if they made the entire movie about the doctor? What if it was about Jason Mansukis' relationship as the doctor with Rose Byrne's character? And, like, we just see that the entire time. In fact, make an entirely new movie where Jason Mansukis is a doctor. That's actually what I would like. I'm, I'm, I'm officially changing my vote to that. Okay. Let's get some Maximum Jason. All right. And just um, keep it going. Sure. All right. So are you ready to rate? I suppose. I could, I could be ready to rate. Could rate? Yeah, I could rate. How many Greek letters do you give it? Hmm. I'm trying to remember what the third letter in the Greek alphabet is. Gamma? Delta? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) It is alpha beta. Uh, Let's give it a beta (laughs) (laughs) 0.7. What does that mean? 2.7. I'm giving it a 2.75. Let's use some normal numbers. Those aren't... I didn't say Greek numbers. Literally, I'm like between a 2 and a 3. Like, but leaning a little more towards three. I think it's definitely better than a 2.5. It's above the middle of the road. It was real. It's a movie that I think is really funny the first time you see it and really easy to just put on in the background and maybe like do something else. But it is not that movie in the sense of like a comfort movie. Like, no. Yeah. Like this is a movie that you put on, like you need something funny when everybody's drunk, too drunk to go home necessarily. And like. But they need to. I don't know up. if I'd pick this, but yeah. I would pick Booksmart. You know that, but or or Logan Lucky because those are my go-to movies. But I would pick Solo. You would pick Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your rating. Oh, it's Epsilon. What no? Okay. Anyway, my rating <laughs> is drumroll. You don't know your rating. 
You, okay. you were ready to... Okay, 2.8. 2.8. Really? My final offer. Yeah, so you're going a little higher, coming in a little higher than I am then. Yeah, I, that was a little too mean. It's not It's not bad. It's, there's definitely been worse things. Oh, yes. And it's enjoyable. Like, I feel like we're not getting across how much we did, in fact, enjoy it. It's just not, like, groundbreaking for us anymore. Right. Like, and I feel like that's what ends up happening with a lot of these movies in our library. Is like, we enjoyed them so much the first time we yeah, saw them. Well, but then there are the gems that are, like... Could watch this a million times over. I think some of that movie is that you, when you're watching it the first time, you don't know what's going to happen. So that yes. kind of makes it more fun when you're like, what are those dumb frat boys going to do? Exactly. But there are other comedies where even when the, while that's going on, while you know exactly what's going to happen, you're still laughing every time. Yeah. Yeah. Such as Booksmart. Oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> we haven't covered it on the show. It's in the bees. It is in the bees. You missed your opportunity to do a special birthday episode. I know, so we're going to have to loop back around when we finish the show and cover all the movies No, it is Gamma. Then. It is Gamma. It is Gamma? Yeah. I'm, okay. s- I'm a genius. Do you want me to go find out what's next, though? Um, hmm. I think I know what's next. Ends. It is the ends. We don't have any more end movies. We have several end movies. Hmm... Some mountain air, <sighs> some poetry, some espanol. <gasps> Neruda. Neruda is Whoa. next, which I have been excited to That's cover. That's a think piece. Since the podcast started, man. Oh man. Oh, Pablo Loren is such a cool director. I'm very excited about this. Oh, for, yeah, for, I like for the old guy know, with the poetry. For those who don't know, he made Jackie. And uh, he's making the Princess Diana movie that's coming out with Kestu. And he made a bunch of, like, really good movies in Chile, like, in Spanish. So it, it feels like he, like, alternates between Spanish mo- language movies, like, in Chilean movies, and, like, like English language movies. And he's great in both of them. Is Gael in any of his other movies? Yeah. We need to watch them. Okay. Well, we, he was in the movie we saw at the film festival, remember? He, he did that one? Yeah, that was Pablo Loren. That's oh, why okay. I was like, we need to watch this. Gael is in it. Pablo Loren is doing this. Batman only makes art. <laughs> yes. So, get excited. I'm excited. And then after that, we've got like, we got like a good run of movies in the ends. Nice. Yeah. Neruda, if you can find it, watch it. It might be hard. Is it that to, hard to find? Uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere um, on American services. Because mm. remember, it was only playing at like one theater when we saw it okay so if you're interested in a screening at our house and you live in atlanta i i am probably in the adjacent cities i am probably gonna invite some at least one or two of our friends (laughs) to come and watch this movie because it's so freaking good and like i it's it's a movie that you you've got to set aside at night just for that you know it's oh man it's so good it's so good i'm excited yeah we're part of the pocket podcast network other shows on the network include no dice and green on mysteries pokey makers exactly lots of good shows on the network Cult classics exactly and you can check Them's all of them out the facts my show included other than this one on pocketpodcastnetwork.com you can also <laughs> subscribe rate and review us on apple podcasts or itunes yep even if you don't use an apple device 
that really matters. Dig so. out the historic password like I did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just check us out there. Our theme music is by... The Organ Machines. Yes, it is the song Oil Waves off their EP Parallels. V- very, very good EP. Like, I, I don't mention enough. Well, I mention all the time how good that EP is. Yeah, you is. do. I also highly recommend listening to their latest full-length. Great, great album. I really love the track... Which Chris will tell me is pronounced Gila Monster, but <laughs> Gila Monster. Oh, goodness. Really love that track. So please spend some time with it. Spend some time with those with those records. Get to know them. Wow. Follow them on Spotify. Did they pay you to do that? No, I just want, I just always want Oregon <laughs> to get more love. I want them to get more love. Also, if you have a moment, going to do a little self-promo here. If you want to follow the Instagram page, dolly.llama.atl, that's D-O-L-L-Y dot L-L-A-M-A dot A-T-L, you, you might find some cool stuff on that Instagram page vis-a-vis certain garage rock prog- pro- uh, projects that I'm involved in. So. All right, so. Now that all the self-promo's done. Until next time. I'm, I'm John. Bethany. He's I'm Bethany. John. <laughs> Don't buy any more DVDs. DVDs. This is never how you knew it. Nobody was sad at that way but you. We all saw him drowning, but you were the one with the blood on your head. Saying I never saw the Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.